Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Pumped to be hanging out with you today and to be inside your earballs. Um, today's gonna be a super fun topic, as per usual. I love my guests. Uh, we're gonna be talking about content creation uh, and how it applies to growing our business, creating better quality leads, yada, yada, all the fun stuff. The big thing is that we're gonna find a way to create content that obviously is important for growing our business and that can be enjoyable for us. So strategy meets fun. That's what today's all about. And my guest for today is none other than Aisha Tahir. She sent me pronunciation because she listened to my podcast and was like, this guy is kind of all over the place with names. So we got it. How you doing, Aisha? I'm doing great, James. Um, so it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, well, thanks for mentioning the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. I practiced two times beforehand. But no, I'm incredibly stoked about this when uh, we were kind of chatting, getting to know each other a little bit and talking about what we we're going to talk about. Content creation is the name of the game. It's a big thing that you help people with. And uh, I, it's a big thing that I help people with as well. So it's gonna be really fun just to put our heads together and uh, give some awesome knowledgeable little nuggets that people can walk away with and tactical stuff to really enjoy our content creation journey. Uh, so Aisha, my first question for you is, what made you decide to kind of get into just like coaching and starting your online business for like the new people are kind of like, I want to, but I don't really know. So what, what made you decide to do it? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. And it's a great way to start the conversation because I am a wellness consultant and an exercise physiologist. That's my background and that's my primary business. But as I started growing my business with content creation, primarily my focus was on blogging and written content, um, I started realizing that how important the content was, like the written word is. And in today's digital age, you can't scale your business if you're not creating content. Um, and that was a big realization. And then when I would go into the networking events and in my women's network groups, I would realize, oh, a lot of people are not doing that. That's how I started guiding other female entrepreneurs and now everyone through guiding them, providing them a roadmap and just you know, guiding them through my own experience. My experience started back in 2020 when we know what happened in March. Um, before that, I was consulting and I was always on the road, right? So I was going to so many different health clubs, different corporations to present and train um, people on wellness solutions. But as soon as you know, COVID hit, I was at home. And um, all these years for, uh, when I had incorporated my business, I, I had always been like, okay, I'm going to create a blog site and I'm going to maintain it. But I never had the time to do it. I was commuting three to four hours a day. Yeah. So now I suddenly had the three to four hours a day, you know, and I was like, okay, what do I do? Yeah, let's start writing, Aisha. So in 2020, from March 2020 to March 2021, I wrote 120 blog posts. Wow, that's a lot. Yes, yes. And as you can see, like, you know, practice makes you perfect. You know, I started becoming better as, as much as I did it. And I also started seeing a lot of engagement, a lot of traffic uh, on my website because of it. And then I started learning about the SEO, um, and how to rank higher on Google. So all of that organically started happening and my business was booming. So that is how I started 
into the content creation. And now I've expanded it into a video. I'm now very regularly producing YouTube videos and stuff like that for my wellness coaching business. That's amazing. And I, I mean, something that I think is really important that, um, you know, you mentioned in there is like you started blogging and doing YouTube videos. And this is something that took me a long time to learn because I was the same as you I was doing the, the manual marketing for a long time. I was speaking on stages because that's what I was taught when I first got certified. It's like speak on stages, host your own in-person workshops. They can be online, but do it in person. And then COVID hits and it's like, well, we can't do any of that. I was going to networking events, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I started to really dive into and put a lot of emphasis on YouTube, blogging, podcasting. And those three medians are like the best in my opinion, because they can live on forever. And even if it's just like, not maybe not your full content strategy, but it's just like, it should be a part of it, at least one of them, you know, to go deep into stuff on like your blog or in YouTube videos or on your podcast. Um, because yeah, I mean, I just enrolled a client who found me on a podcast that she listened to from like a while ago, like months ago, you know, and it's like, I forgot that I was on that podcast. And then she heard it, came over to my world, booked a phone call with me. And then I was just like, oh, I got a phone call booked. Cool. Passively. I was, wasn't doing anything extra. I was just kind of doing my normal day-to-day -day thing. And then, uh, yeah, we hop on a call. Perfect client. We ended up enrolling, paid in full. I was just like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> you know. So it, it is really so, so valuable to, I think, you know, just have that right kind of content that can live on forever, at least as a part of your strategy. Yeah, uh, James, I love it that first you have categorized the content creation into three different categories, which is one, the first one is the written content in form of blogging, uh, but it could also be a book. And for the listeners who can't see us, I just wrote a book and it came out in May like 2023. That. It's yeah. called Unhunched and it's about posture for productivity and cost reduction for corporations and desk bond professionals. So, uh, Again, it, it is the evergreen content. Then the second is your video content, which you can produce and put it out on YouTube. Or, you know, if you have your own hosting on the website, perfectly fine, as long as you have that Google ranking to rank high mm -hmm. enough. And then the third is podcasting. And a lot of people think, oh, you have to start your own po podcast. But I was a guest for promoting my book on about, I want to say 25 podcasts in the last six months. And that is how I started creating a lot of backlinks and a lot of evergreen content in audio format. Mm -hmm. And you're right, podcast guesting can be golden for businesses um, mm -hmm. and business owners. It is an evergreen content and you never know when somebody would stumble upon your po podcast episode and say, oh, this is exactly what I need right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, that's like, yeah, what I, I used to spend so much time on social media and I dreaded doing it, uh, which was like really important. I think it's something that, you know, I, I'd love to talk with you about of just like finding like what made you want to go into blogging, I guess, because we do, it's so important to find that kind of way to create content that is fun for you. Otherwise you're never going to stay consistent with it. And that's like the goldmine of that's how you be successful with content is by being consistent. So what kind of tips I guess, do you have in terms of finding that one that is, or finding a way to actually have fun doing content creation? Yeah. For me, writing came naturally. Like I, 
am a pretty introverted person and I like, you know, spending time alone. For me, it's like, and I love sharing my knowledge with mm -hmm. others. So for me, it was like, okay, yeah, I can write. I, I knew it from the beginning, from the get-go that, you know, once I get into the habit of doing it, I can write. And um, so the book was a product of that too, because I was like, oh, if I can write 120 blog posts in a year, I can write a book, right? And, and I wrote the book in a year too. So um, the other thing is once for me, the process ha uh, happened this way that once I had the confidence that I could write blog posts and they mm -hmm. were generating traffic and business for me, and then came the book, which has generated a lot of business for me. I was just so much more confident uh, being in front of camera. Before yeah. that, I used to dread it. I was like, sure. I don't want to make any YouTube video. I don't know what people are going to think about me. I don't even know if I have the right camera or not. And it's never the camera. If people no. can shoot <laughs> videos with your iPhone, like everybody can shoot videos with their smartphones now nowadays. It's never about the camera. It's about you. Mm -hmm. So having that confidence would create that. And then the second thing is, what do you enjoy most? I mean, for me, it was the written content. I knew that for me, it would be so much easier to create and generate the written content first. Once I got that confidence that, oh, yes, this content creation works, this form of media works, mm -hmm. um, then I just was confident enough to appear in front of camera, to be behind the mic, uh, like we are doing today mm -hmm. for podcast guesting. And, and, a, and a very interesting opportunity, actually a few opportunities ar um, arose because of my writing uh, consistency. Like I, um, magazines started approaching me to mm. contribute articles to their uh, magazines because now I was considered a thought leader and right. an expert in my field. So, but that could happen because now, as we know, the digital media dynamics are changing so fast. Everything is about video. Everything is about podcasts and audio because we want to consume um, uh, the content that, in those ways. I am pretty sure that the media outlets would start reaching out to people if they wanted to put if they were putting consistently the video content out, if they were consistently putting the podcast content content out, audio content out, that they can be reached the same way I was reached for writing articles. Mm -hmm. So you create opportunities once you start showing up and start doing it consistently. So you, mm -hmm. so what I think it has to do with first self awareness and then also asking yourself, okay, what do I enjoy most? And in some cases, you want to experiment. Like I experimented with all three different mediums, but I knew that, again, it came down to that, oh, I was so much more comfortable doing writing first. And once I start, started seeing the results, I started expanding my uh, yeah. genres. Got a little more confident with it. There's a lot of things you uh, you mentioned and just what you had said. Um, I think that, you know, if you're, if for the, for the listener thinking about starting with content creation, mm -hmm. If you like these three big mediums, like we talked about podcasting, blogging, YouTube, those are the big ones, especially if you want to create a business that can run more on autopilot um, because social media, you know, you make a post and then it goes away in the feed and you have to be consistently doing it. You can schedule posts, but it's a lot of like small chunks of like, you have to write those posts, you know, and then schedule them. You can schedule them for a period, but then you have to write a new batch, et cetera, where you like with these forms of content, 
lives on for a long time. Um, and I think like a big thing is that people there, I, I know this is that they're afraid of not being an expert enough, even if they're really knowledgeable about something, you know, they're just like, I'm not an expert. People aren't going to believe me and whatnot. And it's like, your content creation efforts is like you said with a blog or with YouTube or a podcast, it picks up that if you just stay consistent with it and you're teaching the things that you do know, you build expertise and you become seen as an expert or perceived as one, even if you don't feel like one per se, but as long as it's valuable and it's helpful, then yeah, you can have people reaching out to you and be like, you know, I mean, there's, there's bigger people in the fitness space than Aisha or like the wellness space. And that's fine. It doesn't matter, you know, because they still reached out to you because your content was really helpful and it was valuable and they liked your writing style and whatnot. So it's the same thing with the person. I think the challenge is just getting out there and starting. Um, and what's, what's cool about your story that you shared is you wrote like 120 blog posts in a year and people were like, that's crazy. You put in the work and therefore you get, you know, rewarded for that work. What would you recommend to someone who's thinking about getting started in any one of these as like a baseline? Like I'd recommend sticking with this, like at least this long. Would you say like stick with it for 30 days for a year? Cause like people can do it and then they're going to lose momentum or give up because like, I'm not seeing anything, but it takes time. So how long would you say someone should like realistically stick with it? Uh, based on my experience, I'm just going to share, and based on the experience of other entrepreneurs that I've met uh, and coached, is a year. A year. A and I know it sounds like, you know, like it's a intimidating. Very long yeah, time, yeah. right? It's like, oh, what? A year, 12 months? But you don't have to do it twice a week. You don't have to do it thrice a week. You you can do it once a week. You could, but showing up consistently, and it doesn't have to be a fifteen hundred word article if you're writing. Um, it could be just eight hundred words, mm -hmm. and eight hundred words honestly doesn't take long. If you're more proficient with um, speaking, you, you can use otter.ia.io. Uh, I O. AI. Sorry. Oh, otter.io. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I O. I O. Yeah. I always forget, like, because there are so many AI instruction, um, uh, extensions now. So I, I kind of forget about that. But auto dot, um, oh, uh, uh, IO. <laughs> IO. I'm going to look it up right now. Now I'm tripping. Now I'm tripping. <laughs> it's otter.io. That's what it is. IO, yeah. IO. Uh, IO. You can speak into it and it would transcribe everything. And I like Otter because, you know, it really transcribes everything well. Uh, you will have to go and make, you know, minute changes, but you can speak your blog post into it. Mm -hmm. And if if you want to, now you also have the audio file from, the, from Otter, you can change it into a podcast. Mm. Now you have two different forms of content from one thing that you did. Let's mm -hmm. say it was half an hour, right? You can show up for half an hour once a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even five minutes. It could just be like really quick video or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? I, I, In my experience after coaching people, what I've, um, what I've realized is that a lot of times the hindrance is not the fact that it would take time or it would be the consistency, but the fact that they're not seeing results right away. Yeah. Right. And in order to ensure that you start seeing results in shorter period of time, um, I say you have to understand your ideal client's avatar. Mm. Create that ideal client's avatar. How can you do that? You can um, research your competition. 
see what your competition is doing, which markets they are targeting, uh, understanding the demographic and understanding the interests, understanding the pain points. What are your clients asking? Simple way to create content. What are your clients, potential clients asking you, Mm -hmm. right? Make a video of that. Create a blog post about it, right? Um, so for example, for me, I have the, I'm a movement specialist. So a lot of people come to me with a lot of shoulder pain, lower back pain, but then they're like, oh, is this chair, the chair that I'm using, um, the office chair, is this good or not? Right. Um, so I've created blog posts on that. Mm -hmm. Well, are you, if you're trying to decide to buy a good office chair, here you go. These are the checkpoints. When you go out, these are what you're going to look for. Um, same thing then you also want to see what your specialization is, what your expertise is, right? Mm. Once then you can define your ideal client's avatar. Um, And also it would increase your um, customer loyalty, the client loyalty, because now you're serving a specific niche. Mm -hmm. You're not everyone, right? Right. Uh, So that makes you valuable for your target audience. So if you have a very defined target audience, then it's just so much easier to create content and for that content to be relevant and do good in trafficking and SEO. Yeah. Yeah. And I I mean, what I've heard with content creation when I was like learning it and just growing in terms of like my own journey um, was just like, it really is as simple as just solving problems like marketing is no more than just helping people really and then people are like wow this person's really helpful and i like the way that they help me and that's where they want to dive deeper into your ecosystem but you know you could be creating the same answer or the same type of content but answer in your own unique way and it's just answering people's questions because people type things into google or onto youtube how do i do this um what are some ways that order five tips for this etc etc and they're typing in things and you are able to come up and then they can find your video and then get to know you um I, I like a great example is if you're going to be teaching people how to like improve their golf game and you help people with the swing a lot and you know that people are like i don't know how to how to swing, you know, you can make a blog post It's called like how to properly swing a golf club. It's kind of lukewarm though. But if you said how pro golfer, how a pro golfer grips their club, that's a lot more of intriguing of a title and coming up with like, cause like the game has changed where it's not just like how to titles anymore. We have to get a little bit more sophisticated with how we're actually creating the titles. Uh, cause that's, what's going to make someone click. Even if you have the same stuff that you're talking about as someone else who's on the same page, if your title is more eye-catching and more intriguing, people are going to click on yours. And if you're interested in like improving your golf game, you want to know how the pros are doing it. Like I would, I'd be like, I choose that over like how to swing a golf club. It's like, well, I already know how to, but I want to know how the pros do it. And then you can make a piece of content around that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right that you want to niche it down as much as possible and then also appear as an expert, right? Yeah. Say, why? Why why should somebody be listening to you? And and that should always be part of your content. Like, I'm an exercise physiologist. That's what my background is. And I always, my blog posts are supported with science-backed facts. This Mm -hmm. is my kind of almost like um, uh, the edge that my blog posts and articles have over others. So, you know, make sure that you are uh, communicating that in Mm -hmm. your content. Um, And that's one of the easiest ways to become 
uh, a thought leader in your um, in your genre of business of work, uh, and to also now attract that ideal client, ideal audience that you want to target. Totally. Well, that's also like what you're interested in too. I imagine even before you started doing your blogs, like you wanted to know more of the science behind things. I'm sure you wanted to get more into the nitty gritty of that kind of stuff. And then it shows because that's what you're interested in as well. And that's what gives you that edge. Another great uh, influencer or content creator named Jeff Nippard um, on YouTube. He is like, if I think, or if I see his posts and there's a couple of different fitness people that I'll follow, um, like Athlean X, for example, Jeff Nippard, I know is a lot more like detail oriented and scientific. So if I want an answer towards how to like bench press better or whatever it is, I'll go to Jeff Nippard because I know that that's his type of style and that's the stuff he's into. So I think that like leveraging that stuff that you're already interested in and how you like to kind of learn things and teaching in that way as well is like what really gives us a bit of a superpower, you know, over other creators. I'm not really big on the word like competition. I think of like collaborators, which is a big reason I do like this podcast. I love connecting with people and collaborating and seeing how we can support each other further. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting. How everyone's kind of like got their own way of solving similar problems. And then they're still able to build a profitable business and be able to make money that supports them and whatnot, and even have million dollar businesses or multi-million dollar businesses. But it's like, it's a lot of the same way like problems that we're solving it's just we're solving it in a bit of a unique way it's pretty unique it's pretty interesting to me that's so true so uh that uh, you're right i i like the idea that you just suggested that you know um don't think of it as a competition but as a collaboration and if you think of it um you're right that you are learning from that collaboration you know yeah. the research that you're doing you're actually learning about your business and how they are leveraging their business and how you can leverage yours. Mm -hmm. um, I always say that you will attract the clients that are going to be for you, for your, they're going to gel with your personality. They're, they're going to get along with you. They're, they would value you. Um, so you shouldn't be worried about your competition as per se or collaborators because right whoever is meant to be for them, whoever is meant to work with them, they will go to them and right. people who want to work with you, they will work with you. Again, it comes down to content creation. If you, especially for that video is awesome. People mm -hmm. can see your personality come through on camera. Right. And in many cases, of course, on audio too. So then they, they can decide, your listener can decide and whoever is watching the video can decide, do I want to work with Aisha mm -hmm. or do I want to work with Laura today, you know, right. over the next six months? Who who is speaking my language? Who is going to address my um, issues the best? Totally. So I, I really like that approach and thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is true. Like you could have two, uh, you know, like in, in college or something like two teachers that both teach math, but one of them even though you're teaching algebra or whatever it is, geometry, it's like they're teaching the same thing, but one of them just resonates with you differently. Like that's what we're doing. We're just teaching things just around a topic, a specific topic that we're interested in. Like you talked about with niching down, thinking about um, the problem that you really want to solve with people. And um, I think that, you know, people try and find their niche in too much of a, uh, like too much in their head 
when in my experience, the best way is just by getting out there and helping people. And the more that you kind of start to help people and you think about your backstory, the more you can fine tune that niche until you get to like, this is my sweet spot. But people try and figure it out too much in their head from what I've seen and in my own experience as well, where the real work is just like, like I feel like what the biggest thing that I hope that someone takes away from this episode is like content creation is important. It's incredibly important uh, to do like blogging, YouTube, podcasting, get out there in some long form way that lives on forever and just keep showing up and just doing your thing. And like you talked about in your story and you were just kind of getting into it, it's like, you weren't that great when you started, but you got better after doing 120 posts over the course of a year. So like give yourself a year to get good and just post as much as you realistically can and try and improve every time. And I think that that's like the best piece of advice that sounds so like, I don't know, so simple, but it's what really works and that's how you do it. And then next thing you know, you're getting opportunities to present on stages or be on someone else's big podcast or write articles for big magazines like yourself, Aisha. Yeah, that's so true that, you know, you, every expert was a beginner once, right? right. That's my favorite. I think it's a quote by someone. Um, but, so never forget that, but, but show up consistently. And, and one of the ways you can show up consistently is when you know that what you are doing is what you would love to do for a very long period of time. That, that That's one of the basic tests. And and in order to, to get there, you have to start somewhere. Just start, right. just do it. Just like the Nike logo. Just right? do it. Just do it. Yep. Just do it because along the road, you will figure out what speaks to you. Mm-hmm. What you, what kind of clients, what kind of people do you love working with? Um, I, Today, I'm a corporate wellness consultant, but seven years ago when I started my business, I wasn't. Right. I was coaching one-on-one. I was a personal trainer. I was teaching group exercise classes. That's how I started. But over time, I kept on expanding the markets. I, wa- I kept on going into different markets. And that's how I started realizing, oh, my ideal client works at in corporations or, or in smaller businesses. That is where my ideal client lives and breathes and eats and works. Mm-hmm. So then I'm then it made just the things so much easier. Um, and honestly, having a niche and having that ideal client is always an entry point. It doesn't mean that you cannot serve other clients. Totally, ever. Yeah. you can, but your content definitely becomes much more focused if you had that. And right. just showing up, starting somewhere is going to get you there. And eventually your content is gonna become so focused, laser focused, that now people are gonna start picking you up. You're gonna start getting other opportunities uh, like I did for the magazine writing. I love it. I think that's such a good note to kind of end the conversation on. Um, Aisha, where can people connect with you, learn more about what you're doing in the world? Yeah, so I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, So just follow me, Aisha Tahir, on LinkedIn, and I'm there. And also, I have my personal website. It's uh, www.aishatahir.com. So you can find me there, too. Sweet. We'll put links down in the description. I also have a free gift because I mentioned something about this earlier, about in the effort of creating content. I have a guide that I created, mostly for myself. Then I started helping clients with it, and they were like, this is amazing. So I was like, I'm just going to put it out to the public. Uh, but it's 50 catchy title formulas. 
Um, and all you really need to do is look at them, plug in your keywords, and you can do research on like high comp or high search volume, low competition keywords uh, related to your niche, and just plug them into this, um, the like these title formulas basically, and change them up how you want. And it's going to give you a ton of ideas. Even if you're like, I don't even know what idea I want to create, but you look at this and just reading through it, you're like, oh, I could teach something about that related to what I'm doing. So you can use this thing and it's like 50 titles. So you could easily, if you put out one blog post or YouTube video or podcast episode per week, you're going to have literally a year's worth of content if you just used every single one of these just by doing it. Cool. So you're like, I'm literally mapped out my entire content strategy. Now all I have to do is just show up and do it. So it's my gift to you. Uh, on top of Aisha's links, I'm also going to put that down in the description or it's profityourknowledge.com slash titles. Okay. But all that stuff's going to be down in the description. Biggest thing for a listener is that you just take at least one thing from today's episode. I just challenge you to pick one thing. It's just like fine tuning your niche or saying, I'm going to start with a year's worth of content and just get out there. The work will teach you how to do it. And that's the most important thing is that you just have to do it, fine tune your process. Next thing you know, you're like, wow, I'm getting all these cool opportunities from the hard work that I've put in over the last year. And you're going to be miles ahead of where you ever thought you would be. So get out of your head, get out there, start making something happen. And we'll see you in the next one.